and welcome back, every. Oh wait, no, wait. Before we we start, mm-hmm. big stuff, Cal. Big yeah. big things happened. We can. Oh my god, so big, fingers. Cal. <laughs> um, I need to cut your fingers off and like <laughs> place them at either end of things. God damn it. Do you know the big thing that happened, Cal? Are uh, you aware? I I hear that like Disney's gonna make all the money again. That's all I know. But this might not oh. even be that. No, it's not that. Cal. Oh, no, I got nothing. It's it's that you're a fuckwit. What? <laughs> what complete and utter irres- wow. irreparably <laughs> complete def- definition. Like your your face is now in the dictionary next to the word fuckwit. What did I do? <laughs> You were an idiot, sir, and you should have known you were on the wrong track of history. What? You should have known goddamn well you're on the wrong side of the track, sir. There was a big old warning sign. Big old warning signs. No, I've never been more disappointed in you in my whole life. This is worse than the time that you (laughs) spilt your bloody chocolate pancake syrup all down the side of the oven. Oh, Bob. This is... That makes that look like just... (laughs) Sneezing in a not very crowded place. God damn it. What what have I done? Cal, you agreed with Matt's dumb fucking Mandalorian hot take, Cal. And you're just wrong. You just you've missed the point, Cal. You're a fucking idiot. No, you do not. Even Matt has backtracked that fucking statement. No, because right, because Matt. Matt no, fucking took no, the hot take and no, ran with it. No, I said it no. has some legs. Like, Matt was And then, like, your justification for those legs, Cal, is bad. Now, God damn we need to move on, because you're a fucking idiot, and we don't have time to address how the f- no, you've missed well, the core of the show. I, no, I stand anyway. by that hot take. I want yep. season three to not have Baby Yoda, and fucking anyone who wants to bloody take me up on that can fucking... Debate me in a gentlemanly fucking discussion. We'll do a YouTube live stream. Let's do it now, then, you fuck. (laughs) What? So you You can't you can't see, but I'm doing the come at me, come at me, bro. (laughs) Taking my shirt off. I I stand by that for most of this season so far. Admittedly, I haven't seen the last. uh, Like I've seen up to episode five. Um. Yep. And so, so you're two behind. So, cool. So most of this season that I've seen, they've like as soon as they have the chance, they handball off Baby Yoda to somebody else, so that way he doesn't get in in the way of what's going on on screen. That so, that sounds so, to hang me on, like hang on. an anchor around a drowning man. Um, like the second episode, does he get handed off in the second episode? What what, what happened in the second episode? That's the the frog lady one, Cal. Well, no, but he was just detrimental to the plot. Like, no, he wasn't. He, he, like, the spiders are detrimental to the plot. Like, Baby Yoda could have been removed, and the only tension that would have been lost is whether or not that fucking monster is going to destroy this lady's fucking progeny or not. <sighs> episode five, does he get handed no, off in that? But he does. He spends most no. of the episode. At, well, actually. He doesn't does get he handed get, off, but he... Does he get handed off in, in episode, episode one? In episode five, he's not fucking even there. Like, when? In, for half of it, for, like, all the... Uh, for all the actual stuff within the town and, like, and all the action-y bits, 
they don't even explain where he is. They well, just that... put him on the ship and assume he's okay. Well, that makes sense. You don't take a child into uh, battle. Of, Come on. Of course silly. you don't. That's why you don't have a space western <laughs> built around looking after a Cal. child, especially when that child is a character you can't even talk to. Yes. Cal, what is the core of the show? What is the, the arc of the main character? Is it becoming like a better person through this child that has made them reconsider their entire worldview and given them a purpose? Is this not Big Daddy in space? God damn it. <laughs> Look, I, I think that the show... Does the show not end... Uh, thematically and emotionally when the two part ways. That has been set like up as Big the Daddy. main storyline. But as far as making that the actual like emotional change arc for Mando, I don't think is what's happening. I think Mando is staying pretty true to his ideals the whole time. I don't think he's the change arc character. If anything, it's it's Baby Yoda just growing up, learning to be a real person. Yeah. Really? Okay, here's here's the thing. Rewatch the first few episodes and just watch how differently he treats the child. And also remember that people quite often point out that he used to kill people a hell of a lot more often, or at least they do in the prisoner episode. Yeah, fair enough. And look, and in later episodes he is changing his ways, but you haven't sure. Seen that. And look, That's and and I could be wrong, but I guess what I what I was getting at with my hot take is that I. I would like to see more of Mando without, like, without being anchored to this story. And so, if the show ends after they get rid of Baby so, Yoda, um, you're saying you just don't want, you don't like this story, and rather him just go and do Mission of the Week. I mean, I would be totally fine with Mission of the Week. Which, is that not basically what we've been well, getting that, And that anyway? was exactly my point about Baby Yoda not playing that big a role. Yeah, so why do we need we to get need rid to of him? get rid of him. Why I, is he I, bad? Like, I, I think it would be good for the show to just not not waste its time with this character anymore. Um, I, I think he's the least interesting part of the show. It's the central thing that drives the fucking it plot, Cal. To be. If you take it out, nothing happens. There are other happens. stories that they could be telling. So what I'm saying is... It's called other shows, Cal. <laughs> Convenient segue into all the fucking Star Wars shows they announced oh, they're yeah. making. In addition to the Taika Waititi movie that's still unannounced. Which is... I mean, I, like, I didn't actually watch the event. I've only had people tell me that their fucking minds are blowing up. Um, I, and like, so I don't know entirely how to feel about it. Uh, Patty Jenkins seems very enthusiastic to, um, to be doing Rogue Squadron. Oh yeah. That's a hell of a personal touching story to be behind that. Mm. At least that, you know, that the heart and soul of, she's going to put in a good fucking effort to make a Rogue Squadron movie. Like. No, no half arsing. And now. I think, I think they've learnt their lesson about getting directors who aren't passionate about the project. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, as long as they don't get the fucking same people who wrote Batman vs Superman again to help out on the script again, then everything will probably be fine. <laughs> F- 
Fuck me, why would you hire them? I don't understand, man. It's like the oh. whole... Because um, that, that was what... Um, um, D&D from Game of Thrones was hired to do, wasn't it? That To do one of these new Star Wars things. They were going to do a trilogy yeah. originally, but then I think that's since got axed because they basically ran off into the wilderness after people were like, wait, well, Game of Thrones hasn't been super great since like a while ago. And now lots of people are unhappy with how it's ending because they just yeah, gave up. And because like, because as far as I'm aware, as soon as they got, like they got um, tapped for the Star Wars position um, at like, half like partway through season seven um so and then they basically just went yep cool and just dropped that like a fucking like a cream pie on the ground and just walked stepped on through it as they walked off to (laughs) with the mouse um to make star wars and and then so as soon as as soon as people got like as, as soon as yeah there was backlash about season eight in particular i think yeah the mouse just axed him. Just Disney just went, no, you're not working on our project anymore because you don't. We can't now say from the creators, uh, from the people who brought you Game of Thrones. Mm. I think that was also around the time that people shit their pants over the Last Jedi for no yeah. reason. Yeah, uh, and so they're like, ah, oh, we need to reevaluate how we do anything, yeah. and they've had a break, mm. which mm. is good, and now they've announced one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things, plus the Taika Waititi yeah. movie. Man, and like eleven things. And so, like, I'm glad that they've had a they've had a year off, where they basically haven't even been allowed to make a movie. Mm, good move. Like, if if this plague has been brought upon us for any any reason. Like, historians will look back and say, thank God, because otherwise we would have kept getting terrible Star Wars movies. Uh, you are right. Uh, did it, Oh, wait, you haven't... Do you know anything about any of them? Do you want to give a quick take on, on any of them? Because I know oh. you and Sam are going to talk about this off in your upcoming well, cause I, episode. As far as I'm aware, there's more stuff than just the um, the Star Wars stuff, Yeah. Yeah, there's also a fuckload of Disney, like a fuckload of, uh, not Disney, Marvel. Yeah, because I was going to say, I, I haven't looked at any of it, because I'm waiting for Sam to sort of send me through the specific things that he wants to talk about. Um, ah, you got to watch all the trailers, though. Yeah, uh, nah. It's like, footage. <laughs> Some of it's cool, man. I used to do a show about trailers, and we sort of stopped, so now I'd have no reason to watch any trailers. It's just spoilers for the oh, movie. trailers are Fuck, man. All right, you want to hear me? All right, here's, here's my hot take from every trailer that I've seen uh, in the last last 12 years. Yeah, okay. One of, one, of two, one of two responses. Oh, cool. I can't wait to see that. Looks interesting. Sorry, three responses. The second one is, eh, I might see it anyway. Third response is, it's not for me. Yeah. Don't care. Yep. Otherwise, you just you yeah, go through it with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> And you ruin it for yourself because you're like, ah, oh, this is here. That's there. That's there. I now know the whole plot of the movie. Yeah. Remember the time we predicted the entire plot of Spider-Man? And we weren't that far off. We were not that far off. Considering we were just dicking about, <laughs> yeah. we were pretty fucking on point. Like if we tried to do any actual research, we probably could have pieced it together from that trailer. Yeah. And they kept giving yeah. us more and more. They kept doing more and more trailers because that's what Sony does. Because they're... Because Sony are fucking idiots and they can't even manage how to release a goddamn game console. <laughs> how the... F- 
dickheads. <laughs> all they did is make scalpers rich. That's all they did. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Star Wars is great. Kale's a bit of a poo head, but whatever. Well, I mean, you, you can, can you can give me a uh, you can give me a list of things to respond to if you want. No, I'll, I'll give uh, you okay. text on air. Um, do you remember the guy in Rogue One that's like, I did bad things for the rebellion. He's the guy. He was the sort of he had the Ghostbuster and, thing on his back, the big gun. No, nah, no, nah, the guy that like died with um the the main guy that had the robot friend. That oh, is Alan Tudor. okay, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, he has got his TV show. There was a sizzle reel for that. He seems real keen about it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi series, Cal, got its official name. Yeah, what's it called? Obi Wan Kenobi. Fucking riveting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I will not tell you the other piece of information. I'll let Sam drop that bomb on you for a, a more widely listened to podcast. Is it Hayden Christensen playing? God Darth damn Vader? it, Cal. I knew that one. Fucking good work, Cal. <laughs> I heard that one. Doing your research. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, interesting. Like, um, like, now that the guy who originally played Darth Vader's body... Uh, has has sadly passed away. Um, I hope Hayden Christensen is bulk enough to do it. Well, the only... Without going too far down the rabbit hole, but the only reason I see you would have announced Hayden Christensen's back is there's flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're basically redoing the prequels. Because you don't use him for the voice of Vader. You get James Earl Jones because he's still kicking. Correct. I think. Jesus Christ. I I'm pretty sure there. he is confirmed um, for Reggie. Yeah, so you got... You got flashbacks. Yeah, absolutely. That's I'm down. That's sick though. Yeah, and apparently uh, they said there are there, there is going to be another Anakin, um, Obi Wan fight. That's yeah. Yeah. Pretty intense. Well, I'm I'm intrigued. I don't want to know. I don't want to know too much about it. I'm pissed off about knowing a little bit too much about what was going down in the Mandalorian because I ruined a little bit for myself. Yeah. I'd have shit my pants more often, <laughs> and I shit my pants enough as it is. Yep. I'd like to have done it more. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Ahsoka series. Yep, which is what I've uh, wanted for a while. I don't know enough about this character, but she seems immediately like the most interesting part of this whole universe. Yes. That is all. Um, and there's Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah. Uh, Go-Go Power so, Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah. The, the the logo looks very Buzz Lightyear. Yep. I love it. <laughs> Um, that and the Ahsoka series are set at the same time as Mandalorian. Yeah. And I don't know if they were just talking about Rangers of the New Republic, but I think they're all... F- either Rangers of the New Republic is a bunch of different stories building to one thing, or all three shows are telling different parts of a story that's all building set one way. Okay. I mean, because I, I hope that Mando stays... Like, I like how... I like how isolated Mando feels. I like how like not too bogged down in the universe it is mm, mm. Um, it's one of its saving graces mm. but that being said if they you know if if he comes up against thrawn or, or someone else you know i if thrawn does pop up then it's gonna take three shows to beat him that's just how it works <laughs> with thrawn. well and i assume that oh man that's what like that's that's what the ahsoka episode that was basically a uh plug for her own show um, I, yeah. I assume that's what that was building to. So at least she's going after him. Yeah. 
Yeah, and she's going to need help. Mm, well, yeah, right <sighs> at the he... end of that, she might just, you know, she might need a bit of extra muscle and she knows a guy. Yeah, she does know a guy. But Thrawn's scary, Cal. He's, he's oh man. Thrawn, I've, great. I've heard nothing but, like, people talk about Thrawn like he's, like... Like the hushed whispers about the kingpin in season one of Daredevil, <laughs> like no one uh, fucks with this man. Look, all right, that's correct. I'll give you a very quick breakdown because I'm like I'm four books into the throne, the, the new throne books. The new throne I'm on the way to work. Yeah, <laughs> I've listened to the first trilogy and now it's starting the second trilogy. Right. Uh, basically, this motherfucker, best tactician y'all ever seen. Yeah. Uh, if he gets enough of your artwork, he can. He's he's like an evil Sherlock, and he can analyze the shit out of your artwork and basically be able to predict your, the tendencies of that entire race and beat them in battle. Jeez, okay. Uh, there's a there's a fucking bit in one of the books, uh, spoiler it a little bit, but it's fucking sick. He's like, this dude's like, you can't beat me, Thrawn. I don't like art. He's like, <laughs> yes, but you create music. He's like, oh, fuck. And everyone around him is like, Ah oh, fuck! <laughs> and then he proceeds to win a battle without being on his own flagship and without giving any new commands. Jesus Christ! He predicts his every single. It's fuck. It's it's the most satisfying thing. Okay. It's great. That, I love that it. That does He's sound cool. sick. <laughs> that but yeah, that sounds like some unfortunate shit. Yeah, unfortunately, when he's in like rebels, he's way more of just being straight up bad guy. Yeah, but he's. Much more interesting in the books. Anyway, alright. Uh, Rogue Squadron movie. We covered that. Sounds cool. Yep. The Bad Batch. There's a scissor trailer. Looks even cooler. I love it. More Clone Wars stuff. They do good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that y- You in particular, I think, was talking to me about the, the characters that this is based on and, and how good their little arc was. Yeah. They got a little arc. It's cool. Yeah. They're cool clones. They're all different clones. Yeah. They're all like rejects with special... Um, talents yeah nice sort of like the uh, rebels a... i don't know if that means anything to you <laughs> nope old british kids show about a bunch of rejected um toys that were made wrong there's one called back to ah. front who's got his head on back to front <laughs> i think i do actually know what this is <laughs> yeah so a bit like that but with star wars mm. uh quick fire there's also a lando tv series don't know who's in it I mean, it's just surely, they said we're dropping Lando. Surely it's Gambino. Surely it's. Um, it could be Gambino or Billy D. It could be both. I mean, hopefully both. Could be a retelling of his history. Yeah. I stole that idea from someone else, a much more better person. <laughs> oh, that's a Star Wars YouTuber. Anyway, uh, a droid story. Yep. Um, uh, the the note about that is that it sounds like it's ILM doing some crazy new fucking tech thing they're pushing. Mm. So it could be cooler than it sounds. I mean, cause it sounds pretty boring to me. <laughs> it's yeah. The synopsis is like a new character. You hero is like taught or goes on an adventure with R2 and 3PO. So it sounds boring, but it might be crazy tech. And it, if it's, you know, you know, where, where the fucking, the tech for, um, Lion King and the other one that Favreau did led to the madness that is the volume that all of Mandalorian is shot in. Mm, yeah. I'm down to see some crazy tech. Yeah, man. Definitely. 
Maybe they'll build nah, just real droids. Disney's got the money. Oh fuck! He's under it. <laughs> Skynet happens because Disney needs <laughs> more believable robot actors. Yeah. Uh, last one is the Acolyte. Okay. Which is set during the end of the High Republic era, which is two to three hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. Like a mystery investigation, something into the burgeoning dark side stuff going down. So like super prequel. Nice. Yes. Uh, the High Republic is a seer is an era that all the a bunch of books and comics are gonna be covering very soon. Um so that that'll be cool. Nice. Anyway yeah. I, I'm get super you. interested for that. Rocks off. Uh if you listen to this, guess what? Sam and Cal will do a bigger breakdown and they might say other things. Oh also there's something called Star Wars Visions which bunch of anime uh, something about it it's a bunch of anime creators are making all these little um, short TV movies yeah I did hear that there was going to be Star Wars anime which is interesting um, yeah now I'm all about it mm, could be cool mm. nice uh, it's not what we're here to talk about absolutely not <laughs> Cal just had a primer so now he's got more information to go into his talks with Sam with. nice I appreciate that that's all right. All right. This week we're called bloody, bloody terrific movie. <laughs> At some point, bloody is gonna have to be <laughs> banned from our use of the. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good crutch. Look, buddy and buds trade is <laughs> they're gonna have to eventually get banned because they're gonna be too good of a crutch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're talking about my favorite movie of all time. The- uh, maybe cows. I ooh doggies. Yeah, sorry. I've, um, we're dog sitting at the moment. Um, yeah, but honestly, it, it might be one of my like. It's certainly one of my favorite movies of all time. I, oh, I'm always hesitant to say that anything's my favorite anything. Mm, as am I, except in this case. But like to oh man, this this movie's so good. <laughs> mm. It is, of course, Turbo Kid. Yeah. Cause there's thunder, there's in, thunder your heart. in your heart. <laughs> the uh, 2015 Canadian uh, made movie that's also made with the New Zealanders. Yep. Uh, it was a little indie film. Uh, it was screened at the uh, Sundance Film Festival. Yep. Got a bunch of awards. Starring uh, Monroe Chambers, Lawrence LaBeouf, and... The man himself. <laughs> Michael. Sam Fisher. <laughs> Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside. Oh, man. He's so good. Um, He's so good. And the guy from uh, McLeod's Daughters. McLeod's Daughters. Daughters. <laughs> Playing, like, just the most ridiculous cowboy. <laughs> it's, it's such a... Yes, but I love it. I mean, All right, so... Yes. How would you describe this film, Kel? Um... Because like, my, my gut reaction, and one I've used to describe it to, I think, you in the past, is like a one of those post-apocalyptic um, like New Zealand kids shows that are very Mad Max-inspired that you sometimes see when you got home early from school for some reason. 
<laughs> like, that's something that only Australian kids would know and probably only Australian kids who are about my age. Um, like, you can... If you grew up in Australia, you definitely understand the pedigree of having of, of having this New Zealand company work on on this Mad Max style thing. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a very gory, post-apocalyptic, uh, bike riding, robot fighting, just uh, action-packed good time. <laughs> With a nice 80s, early 90s uh, sheen slapped all over it. So, but oh. Like, not in a pretentious way, in a, this is just how it is, move on. Yeah, yeah. And it's so consistent and and welcome. Like, it's it doesn't overstay its welcome as far as, like, it doesn't feel, like, old and lo-fi just for the sake of it. It feels like... It feels like a movie made in 2015, but aesthetically, it takes on all these references from the 80s um and like it's um it's like because i have no nostalgia for the 80s being born in 1992 um that's probably a bad thing Mm. to say on the internet but that's fine i i'm yeah Yeah. i'm a 90s kid so i have no direct nostalgia for this movie but it still hooks you man it still makes you it makes you want to be nostalgic for walkmans even though they were like they were outdated by the time you were old enough to have one. <laughs> yeah, and you see all the pink flamingos, and you're like, something in my mind is reminiscent. Like, I-, I know this iconography somehow. Mm. And there's so many. So yes, it is set in like the distant future. So I think the, apoc- the, the, the apocalypse happened in like the 80s. Yeah, yeah, the years 1997. <laughs> An apocalypse happened some years prior. Don't know how many. At least a generation. Mm. Um, so yeah, all the technology stunted. Kind of like Fallout. Yeah. A bit later. Yeah, there's definitely a Fallout uh, sort of thing going on with um, the search for water being the the main plot point of Fallout One and Fallout Three. Which is kind of just a side thing in this. Mm. Whereas the main plot's about the kid and Apple, the robot friend that he finds. Yes. Uh, <laughs> You should really go find this movie, watch it, and come back and then listen to this because we're probably just going to make no sense. If you're in Australia, you. it's on Stan. Is it, it really? Is. You can watch Fuck it on Stan. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. If not, uh, head down to the bay and definitely uh, get your hands on this. Or ideally, go and buy or it if you can. Pay, yeah, pay for it in some way. Oh, t- Rent it somehow. That's the, yeah, like um, the Google video store or like just get on whatever game console you have and just search for it in the movie section because you'll be able to rent it for like five bucks and just watch it because if you haven't watched it we're about to spoil the crap out of it and uh Mm. yeah you don't want to you don't want this movie spoiled for you you want to just go in and have a really good time yes and that's just okay watching it again Mm. this movie is one of those like it's something you're not used to but there's like no backstory there's like this very in-depth world. There's all this shit going on, but it's just there, and we're just moving along. We're not worrying about like yep. that it's set in the eighties. We're not worried about the fact that there are robots. There's just there's just like robots, and we see them, and then we're just moving on. Yep. Like, 
we're not worried about the fact that there was a fucking superhero guy. We're just moving on. Yeah. Or that there was some war. <laughs> we're just moving on. Like there was it's straight like... up a superhero with a <laughs> with a doomsday weapon strapped to his arm that just yeah, obliterates but we're people. Just, we're just moving on because that's not what this is about. Mm. And it's something that I miss because every fucking thing that I watch nowadays is everyone's got a backstory. It's all connected to this. There's a story yep. behind everything. Mm. It's what I think it's like is probably when like the first Star Wars came out mm. and it's like there's all this crazy shit you're being introduced to but it's not important. We're just following this kid doing this thing, mm. just get over yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like a dude could choke someone from, from like a f- 6 feet away. Yeah, whatever. Not important. Yeah. Like we're focusing on on the main shit and ah, I love it. It's yeah. It's just it's refreshing. Well, and just little parts about how the world works are just uh, are shown to you in such an interesting way like the kid trading in um scraps for for water um and the uh all of this like barter town place that he's uh that he's in to do that is powered by this one uh this one dude with a noose around his neck um riding a bicycle (laughs) or presumably multiple because i think that guy just powers the music yeah fair enough yeah, because it was the music that that died off. But um, yeah, yeah, so like they so people still understand and have electricity, um, but <laughs> but they don't have any petrol. So everybody rides bikes, and all of that's just shown to you. There's no um, <laughs> there's no text crawl at the beginning. Um, there's no oh ever since the water dried up and the and the bloody uh, and all the petrol flew to the moon and then the robots came. It's just, <laughs> we're just thrown entirely into this world, straight into that awesome song, um, <laughs> Thunder in Your Heart. And yeah, like we just get to see the world through the eyes of someone who's grown up in it. Um, yeah, who never has to be explained to, never has to explain anything to anybody else. Um, nope. Like the the closest thing I guess is that he's got his like zombie land style rules for survival that he um, that he teaches to his new friend Apple. Hmm. Um. But yeah, like there's no like oh Zeus has been obtaining power and slowly increasing his, um, like his, uh, the, his property. He's been slowly growing his his land. Uh, what you see is the kid. Uh, walking up to some heads on pikes and him drawing a map uh, of where of where the safe zone ends. So it's clearly it's clear that he's added on a piece. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. the first time we see Zeus, like there's been no prior mention of the bad guy, but we see him. Yeah. And from context, like we work out that he's got the character that we've just been told was Kit, someone's brother that was went missing. Yep. And then we see this dude with a horde of ravager looking guys and then orders this guy's death <laughs> like the, and then yeah, everything is just shown to us not told to us yeah and everything is just stylistically beautiful all these like crazy <sighs> borderland style psychos um in in zeus's pool party are um <laughs> like uh, it's yeah, yeah it's all their armor and their gear is made out of actual props because because it's an indie film. I guess a lot of the um, budget went to paying for 
Michael Ironside, <laughs> yep. uh, Jeremy Eichelt. Uh, so like everything is made out of stuff that you could feasibly find around the house. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a dude that just has an umbrella and an old traffic sign. Yeah. <laughs> like the umbrella is his weapon. The sign is his shield. Yeah. <laughs> like the kid tapes two hammers together as a weapon. Yeah. Another guy's got two hammers that are attached by a chain. So like hammer, hammer chucks. Nunchucks. Hammer nunchucks. I love it. Yeah. And like the the people who have survived for a long time, the real badasses, wear cool stuff. <laughs> mm. Like Zeus's two right hand henchmen. Um, one's in like full hockey gear with uh, a steel skeleton mask. <laughs> um, I think he's credited as Skeletron. Yeah, I always call him Skullface or Skullman. I, I, I've or been calling him Skull Rider. Like that. Oh, that's a way better name. <laughs> um, and uh, and the female henchman who wears this like gold chest plate. And and has like sort of like fur line trim around the top and crazy eye makeup and stuff like yeah she's like man I like I can kick the ass of anybody who has anything that I want so damn straight I look good <laughs> damn straight I'm clean hmm. <laughs> and even the um the guy that Frederick the arm wrestler arm wrestles at the start mm. and is like his mate that he meets up with is like covered in bird things like he's got um, feathers and a big bird skull yeah. and headdress on and yeah like he's got this whole um, bird and bone motif yeah yeah and there's like uh, there's another guy the um, there's another hockey guy actually uh, he's like one of the guards to the the trading post yep and he's got like a hockey mask on and all the gear and he starts off with a, a big like pike stick thing yep and it's like oh yeah I could make that outfit out of just shit that I could find laying around <laughs> Um, the, the trader running, um, running Barter Town, uh, uh Bagu? I always thought his name was Ragu. I think it's, Bagu. I think it's Bagu, and it's a reference to a, an NPC in the second Legend of Zelda game. Oh, really? Yeah. That's close. <laughs> I don't know if he ran a market or anything like that, but yeah, that's, like, I, I did a bit of research into the Easter eggs, uh, before coming into this, because it wasn't something that I sort of really cared too much to look into like the store like the movie itself was good enough that i didn't particularly care about um some of the references um no no yeah but uh so when the the cereal that uh that apple is making for him uh when she first breaks into his house and and uh yeah and then they first have their like big long conversation um it's called like salil vert which is French for Soylent Green, huh. a reference to the um, the machine that Zeus is using uh, to make water out of people. Being yeah, Soylent Green is people thing. Yeah, the whole like they're feeding people to people in that book oh. story. Um, I don't get the connection there, but I will believe you. <laughs> so uh, it's a I can't remember what it's. I think it is just called Soylent Green. It's just an old horror thing where it turns out that the people in this post-apocalyptic world are eating other people without knowing it oh, that right. their source of food is other people um yeah right. so uh that's an interesting one um that's a good one and uh and the song the the thunder in your heart song is actually from an old um movie about kids riding bmx's um 
It's not BMX Bandits, so I don't know it. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk about the music quickly. Cause yeah. It's, it's sick because it's also all the ret- that retro um, synth sort of yeah. stuff. And it's it's really good. And I've been listening to the the soundtrack <laughs> like this week it's like since since you told me what we were going to be talking about um and man yeah it is just such a good like it's almost trance inducing it it's it's relaxing it's like meditating oh that or it pumps you the shit up <laughs> like yeah the, um the dun 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 yeah. oh, that's, that was really bad um the no, plays I... like during the fight bit at the end yep and like, cause what, what I liked about that, like, cause that is sort of, that is the sort of tracks that I'm thinking of when like, Hey, have you heard of hotline Miami, the video game? Mm, I've heard of it. I haven't, I haven't seen anything about it. Yeah. So it's basically like you play this, like, I don't know exactly what the story is, but you play this guy who just walks through this party, killing everybody. Um, ah. and you can pick up nearly anything and throw it. And it's sort of, um, yeah, it's like really simple top-down controls, and you just have to um, just keep trying to kill everybody in this party, and anyone can kill you just as easily as you can kill them. So like, you die over and over again, and it has this this soundtrack that's very um, that's very yeah '80s um, synth beats, very much like Turbo Kid, and it's sort of like it's designed specifically to sort of desensitize you to what's going on, stop you from like stressing out or like trying to do like fast twitch reflex things it's always just this same beat over and over again like yeah keeping you focused and that that's the sort yeah. of feeling that i get with with watching these turbo kid fight scenes is like <laughs> that it's just yeah it it just keeps you at that level of excited because hmm, they the fight scenes are just ridiculous oh, and you don't yeah. You don't get a sense of it until the pool party, so, like, mm. the start of the second act or, or something? Yeah. Like partway. Yeah, you're, like, nearly halfway into the film. Yeah. Um, so before that, you see the, the blood squibs, and then we get the full <laughs> Looney Tunes almost-style gory... Oh, yeah, it's not even that gory. It's just blood squibs and silly. Because, like, like, when... Like, oh... Because uh, I think the first big blood thing is Frederick the Arm Wrestler getting his hand cut off. Yeah, but even then, that's just blood squibs. The yeah. where it gets crazy is where um, the kid like cuts <laughs> a guy's. He's wearing like a, a helmet that's got like spikes coming out of it, and he like slashes him across the head, and like just his top half of the head spins. Like the helmet just starts spinning around, <laughs> and then like falls off. Yeah, that and it just awesome. gets silly. It just gets ridiculous because it it sort of it doesn't warm you up at all up until this pool party scene, but then like the first thing is like. Um, Apple with her baseball bat with a gnome duct tape to the end of it. It just starts wailing on this guy, and but there's no blood, there's no gore. The next, no, he just like kind of falls over, <laughs> and he just keeps beating him with the stick. The next guy runs out and trips and skewers his own head on his knife. Oh yeah, that's right. That's oh no, that's so yeah, he like bad. stands <laughs> up and screams and looks into the camera, holding this knife that's coming out the back of his head. So, like, that's where you're like, oh, shit, this movie is a bit crazy. And then immediately... Mm. <laughs> immediately yeah, we get the head spin. We get the head spin and, like, blood just spurting everywhere. Um, and you know, you know what the next bit is after that? <laughs> What's that? 
Um, Frederick the Armorer, because he has his hand cut off, he gets um, the 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 fat fuck. Oh, I guess yeah. that's his name. Like stabs him in the stump, and it just pisses just, blood oh. everywhere. Oh. And <laughs> and then the helmet that flew off the the top of the other yeah. guy comes spinning across the floor just into reach of Frederick's good hand. And he just stabs it through the eye of this hockey mask, and blood is. Yeah, just he stabs it. He stabs it through the back of the guy's head, and it pushes his eyeball out. Oh, that's it. He's like, "Not so fast now, are you, you fat fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dialogue's great because he's like, you know, he's like, "All right, I'll take that fat guy. He might be, he'll be strong, but he won't be fast, so I'll be fine. Mm. You take that one because you know, whatever, you'll be right. And you guys, you take the big guy." Mm. The ugly one. <laughs> anyway, he's trying to fight the fat guy, and he like slashes him across the face. He's like, "You fat fuck, you're fast. <laughs> you're fast, aren't you, for a fat fuck?" <laughs> oh, and I just love that, like, so like Zeus has all these like interesting one-liners and like like quippy things that he says at times, um, and the kid is like trying to sound brave, trying to sound like a hero, and like Frederick the arm wrestler has all these like witticisms all these like old wisdom lines that he just throws out there and then immediately just goes oh, i don't fucking know what i'm doing <laughs> i just thought it sounded good yeah. whatever mate <laughs> yeah he like he says um a man never knows how uh strong he can be until he's has to be or something and he's like oh is that true it's like oh, i just made it up then sounds good though <laughs> sounds good it's like uh, and uh but we've got a plan and a man with a plan has already won half the battle Okay, what's the plan? The plan is to take a piss. <laughs> but to be fair, every other time he like has a plan to start with. Yeah, true. Like, and so he's always trying to plan shit. He does know what he's doing, but he almost is like intentionally bad at being this like one-liner hero type. He yeah, but he's something for the kid to look up to. Yeah, the kid goes to have his big like, you know, prepare to taste the turbo charged. To the face bit, but yeah. he doesn't know what to say because in the comic book, like the 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 one liner before the killing blow is like ripped out. Yeah, he doesn't get. So to he's got to make it up. Yeah, and I, I love that, but I I, yeah, I, I also I love that like Frederick the arm wrestler in all these fights is just like ah oh, you motherfucker like he just keeps calling people motherfuckers. He keeps just like gratuitously swearing, and it's just it's so clear that he's not the hero that the kid would look up to normally. He's not this, like, comic book hero. He's a proper old-school, like, Western hero. He's very much, yeah, like a Western hero. He smokes, too, which is... It's something you just don't see. No, you really don't. He, like, smokes all the time. Mm. And a nice touch is that they're all um, all hand-rolled smokes that are rolled with, like, brown paper... Mm, like, yeah, yeah, it looks cool with all his, his cowboy get-up and his hat. <laughs> like, all sort of fits thematically. It is super cool. And then, like, oh. and when he gets his new hand, like, he just doesn't fuck around at all, this guy. He goes straight for Zeus again. Yeah, he's like, <sighs> right. And then he just takes on... He's like, just loves his new hand because it's a big metal robot one. And he's like, just take it on, guys. Mm. Just belt in the sh- he like backhands two dudes at once <laughs> and it's clear that he like hasn't had much time to to play around with it like this is his first fight since he gets it because he's super impressed with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh and like we haven't even covered like the main sort of 
story that happens with the kid and his his journey with Apple. Yeah, like finding someone to care about and actually give him some purpose. Yeah, it's the classic like He's... this kid's a loner. He needs to learn how to trust other people and and to want to be around other people. Um, he... So let's throw him in with uh, with someone who's just obsessed with being his friend. And, I mean, I was thinking about it today. It's probably the first time I realised it, because she's, like, as you find it, she's like a friendship robot. Yeah. But I reckon she's a friendship robot for kids. Like, she was designed for children. Yeah. I mean, again, they don't tell you anything about the fucking world or what's going on. You can just draw your own... Yeah. Just draw your own conclusions. But... Yeah. Yeah. Because she's so full... She's just full of energy. That's the best way to describe it. She's like a kid. She's just full of energy. Always wants to have fun. Thinks everything's super rad. Looking at everything with, like, fresh new eyes. And is excited about everything in the world. Yeah. And, like, when we're first introduced to her, it's it's a bit, like, horrifying. Because she is so attached to the person that she's being the friend of. That she's... um, She's presumably been, like, hanging out with this corpse... For, for what could be decades. Um, yeah. And, and she's openly talking to him and, and stuff. Have you have you seen the music video for um, that is sort of like sort of tells that story? Yeah, of, of her and and the water hunter yeah. sort of crossing the the wasteland. Yeah. I I have. I can't remember what, exactly what happens in it. But. No, it's mostly just Apple feeding like baked beans to his corpse because he dies like at the very beginning. Oh. Of the video, yeah. Uh, okay, and then she just carries him all the way across the wasteland. Yeah, yeah, she does. Because that's where he wanted to go. True, to the other side of the wasteland. Yeah. Which is the same as where they currently are. <laughs> yeah, it's all pretty much the same. <laughs> it's grey and dusty. Um, I don't know how true this is, but one of the reviewers I was watching about this movie was saying that um, they originally wanted to do this in a more desert, sort of Mad Maxi-style setting. Um but because they were filming it in Canada and it rained every other day, <laughs> they just couldn't do that. So they ended up, um, yeah, just like that's, um, yeah, they ended up just color correcting the water to be green. <laughs> oh, and, that's clever. Yeah. And just making it acid rain. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you do see it rain and there's like puddles on the ground and they are, yeah, like you say, they are green. Mm. So that's, I just thought they just did that to make it look green. Yeah, that, that was just bad. their intention all along. But apparently it was just a... Um, yeah, because they just didn't have the budget to film anywhere that sort of looked Mad Maxi enough. Mm. So, they yeah, they improvised. Um, it does have a lot of Mad Max sort of vibes in it. But yeah. just, you know, with that 80s sort of veneer slapped over the top. Mm. Not slapped over the top. Woven into its <laughs> DNA. Yeah. This... I picked up on another little bit yeah. today, actually, um, when I rewatched it. When they they go to you know Highway sixty six looking for the robot yeah. cemetery, and they hide out in like what looks like the remains of like a video uh, yeah, store. Yeah. And he's got the fire. They got a fire yeah. going. They like he puts like cassette tapes <laughs> on it as, as like instead of wood. Yeah. Which I don't think I noticed before. I oh, uh, good. like. Because I think because it was Highway sixty four, and I think that's just meant to be a yeah. What 66. did I say? Sixty four. Sorry, yeah, that's I meant fine. to say sixty four. Um, yeah. But yes, I think that's meant to just be a Nintendo reference. Um, like his glove yeah. is clearly a repurposed power glove, a Nintendo <laughs> product. Um, 
Yeah, probably. What I like about the robot graveyard and another one of these, um, they they show you this without telling you anything. Um, like, cause they sort of tell you that like it's surprising to this kid that um, that Apple's a robot and that she's so advanced, like that she's so human like. Um, like, well, I don't I don't think he's ever met a robot because I imagine that when the the holoc the yeah. um, apocalypse mm. happened, that. You know, these are just there's just a scrounge of people left, and they you know have stories passed down, so they know there are robots, but they don't know well, anything the... about them. And he's only he's only seen them in the comic books. In the comic books, they're like obvious mm. evil robot looking things, Ultron looking. Yeah, bastards. and um, like I think the implication is that like that's that comic is yeah this war propaganda stuff. Um, so I assume. Well, yeah, it's it's to get people to enlist in the mm. army. To fight the and like robots. the voiceover at the beginning just talks about countless wars, um, mm. uh, and and nuclear winter and, and that sort of stuff. So like it, they never actually say a war with the robots, but it very much like I I, I assume that that's what it was, um, but yeah. So when they're in the robot graveyard, um, all the all the robots that are there sort of look like crash test dummies or like uh, mannequins yeah, a bunch yeah like of them do. they just sort of have faces drawn on but they're clearly not like as advanced as um as apple um and so um yeah throughout this movie we see three three characters who are as advanced or three bodies that are as advanced as apple and it's like it's her zeus and the body that they happen to find in the robot graveyard to put her body on um so like in this part of the world like the fact that there are there are only two of these things in existence and one of them is um and one and like and a third that's a corpse like is a pretty interesting like aspect to the robot war, like like my head canon, I guess is that it's something that um, that people did with the robots after there was this like controversy building around them and and a sort of and a war sort of sort of starting to brew is when they sort of went okay if we're going to keep making robots we need to make them not look like robots we have to. We have to make them very human-like, um, and so, yeah, they'd be way more expensive, and yeah, like it's just you can draw so much from just the just noticing that the other robots don't look like that. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. There's lots of little details and bits and pieces that you can just build mm. on yourself because there's just no explanation mm. given for it, and like even uh, um. The fa- and the fact that there's even just a robot cemetery implies that, you know, a bunch of robots either were, were dumped there or were defeated mm. and dumped there. There or, might have even been a big or battle. Or went there to on, die or... On, uh, yeah. On Highway 64. But we'll no, never know. We'll pro- yeah, well, like, there's no way... Like, I'm hoping that this project has done enough to sort of get these, um, to get these guys to not necessarily make a sequel, but to just do more movies in general. 
because um, this is the sort of thing that, like, if these people got successful, there'll be references to Turbo Kid later on. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll come back to the sequel stuff um, sure. toward the end, I guess. Um, shit, what was I going to say? <laughs> um, I can't remember now. There's other stuff mm. to talk about. Uh, the kid mm. himself. Um, like, just a a, a very a very good take on the on a on a classic sort of, um, like, because he's not he's not the sort of he's not a sort of um hero that needs to learn a whole bunch. In his story, he's almost a complete person. He's just not very good. He's just not very social. No, he just lacks sort of confidence, mm. or or. You know, he's just going about his life. He has no real drive, no, no mm. purpose. Not not that he needs one. He's just surviving. That's his his thing. That's what he's done since his his yeah. parents died. And he, you're right. He doesn't he doesn't necessarily as a person change all that much. I guess he just gets the glove and now he's like, yeah, I could, I could, I've got something to fight for. Yeah, and like that's that's the main thing for him is yeah, learning. Like why you'd go out of your way to do anything for anybody else. Um, and so, like, it's interesting when we see that sort of, like, a lot of the time when we see a coming of age story, it's, it's a bit more general than that. It's a bit more that, like, this character has a lot to learn. This is a a Luke Skywalker type who's really not ready to save the universe. Um, yeah. Yeah, but this kid is, he, he gets the glove and he's like, right, I can do Mm. something. Not even that. He might have still tried to save her without the glove. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he gets the glove. First thing he does, rolls straight up to Zeus's door and is like, "Give me back yeah. the girl." Like with no, I'm a no, superhero. No second I'm thought here. about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, he. It um it sort of says to me that it just took the right sort of. Like the right sort of person, the kind of person who isn't a, um like it also isn't there just to survive it takes the sort of person who like wants to build a connection with you and, like hmm. this movie uses a trope that a lot of people don't like that for some reason i have this sort of like really i, I really like it um like the manic pixie dream girl trope it's it's almost used as like a derogatory term at this point um because people think it's sort of reducing these female characters. I I think with um like with it being such an integral part of Apple's character herself, like she her being like a friendship droid, the exact sort of person who's going to come and and want to be around you. You know, like it's this um it's a it's a super interesting thing that like that that's a power fantasy of like just having like just the the concept of um uh, a girl your age wanting to spend time with you is this like fantasy trope <laughs> you know that's like, weird <laughs> like that's a bit weird it, yeah like when you boil it down to that it's like oh shit what's like how sad is this is this kid's life that that he's never had that no, but he's 
not had a lot of anything really well true like, true and been so, hiding out in a bunker his whole life yeah so like in a post-apocalyptic setting it, it it works really well and with a friendship droid it's perfect it's um like it's it's proper 101 character writing this this character isn't particularly good at being around people what does he need someone who's almost artificially programmed to <laughs> Uh, to need to be around him. In fact, stuff it. They're actually artificially programmed to want to be around him. <laughs> hmm. And there's enough stuff sort of built into her to solve any plot problems you might have. Like, she always knows where he is because they have a, a friendship bracelet. And that's <laughs> it's, just, a it's basically device. a home... Yeah, it's yeah. a tracking device. <laughs> yep. And um, she is clearly what he wants to look after. So when she gets taken hostage or, um, or, or when they want to hurt the kid, they, they go for her and she's essentially immortal. Like it makes total yeah. sense for Zeus to, to shoot her at the end of that pool scene. Um, instead of him, because, um, yeah, it'll <laughs> like, because Zeus is an evil bastard and he would he would want that kid to watch his friend die before getting chucked in the blender himself. Yeah, yeah, I can sort of see that. Well, and the other thing is, uh, Apple noticed that Zeus was a robot very early. At least yes. she has a, in- a throwaway line suggesting that she knew all along. Yeah, because there's the reveal that he's a robot, and he's like, "You're a robot." And she's like, "What? You didn't know?" Yeah, <laughs> and he sort of knows that she's a friendship com- model, so it, it implies that they both know what the other one is, like straight off the bat. Yeah, so like they say, so Zeus might have even known that shooting this girl is only gonna freak this kid out. It's not actually gonna hurt anybody. Yeah, good point. Um. So yeah. Um. Yeah, Michael Ironside just being this <laughs> scenery-chomping proper evil bastard was, um, yeah, like, plays into the plot. And, oh, man. And he, he is just such a good, he's just straight bad. Mm. No 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 attempt to have him redemption, no, no sides to him. He's just, he's a bad guy, he does bad things, he enjoys seeing people get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just not complicated. It's just straightforward and simple. Mm. And yeah, like, he's he's just vying for more power. Um, mm. So he's taking out the people and who control, might challenge his yeah. power. That's, that's it. Like drawing out Frederick by killing his brother makes total sense. But he doesn't need to be sitting there talking to Skull Rider Man being like, hey, you know what? We need a plan to get rid of that pesky cowboy. You know, I, I, but you know, he loves his family. Let's, uh, let's, let's attack that first. Let's get his brother in here and throw him into the pool party. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you, just, yep. Yeah. Show, don't tell. Yeah. And you, you just know, you always know enough of what's going on to know. Yeah. There's, there's enough context for you to understand everything that's going on. And if you want, you can add more little conclusions on top of it. Yeah. That's it's great. There's plenty you of so much more on the bits of it. Yeah. Like, cause I can't remember if it's... If it was actually said in the movie what Zeus's role was before the war. Like He was a corporate 
corporate companion. That's it. Something like he was a corporate droid yeah. robot made in his maker's image or something. And Yeah, so he's just made to make decisions for a company. Yeah. So he's meant to be a leader. <laughs> yes, and make cold-hearted, ruthless decisions that are efficient. Yep. You know, and for the for, for a company, so they're good by the numbers, which makes sense why he's, like, just using humans to make water. It's very efficient. Yep. And he sort At of... At least in his eyes. He sort of has this, um, like, he beats the kid's mum to death with a golf club um, sort of moment. And so I always just, like, sort of pictured a, like... Yeah, while, um, while while the head of this company is away on holiday, or you know, sneaking off to, um, sneaking off to be with his mistress or something, that like, Zeus is going home to his, to his wife and and kid, and he and Zeus is like playing golf when he says he's supposed to be playing golf, <laughs> when he just doesn't <laughs> want to hang out with those people today. <laughs> Yeah, like the, yeah this... just sends his dro- his robot instead. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I love the idea of this like laser beam shooting death machine playing golf. <laughs> and I love the fact that like you can you, you work it out yourself, but it's not explicitly said again. Like yeah, we keep saying that he says, you know, I I remember as I like beat my you know master's brains out with his golf club mm. yada 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 but he's carrying golf club like the whole the whole movie and then you mm. see like ah, oh, that's the probably the golf club mm. yeah and we yeah we see him kill the mum with it yeah like it's it's this um, important part of his character design mm. speaking of character design mm. skull rider as we've been calling him yep does a fucking sick job of giving off like emotion and stuff without any expression whatsoever like he's he's got it's the... all in like his head his head shake and like his upper arm movement yep <laughs> it's like uh it's like watching power rangers where like they're trying to communicate with each other they're trying to emote but they're all wearing these helmets so they can't yeah and yeah there's all these big over the top head movements um yeah uh, yeah and it's a tricky thing to do just just in general but then to add like a layer on top of that that he's got to give off that he's just basically nuts and just mm. super evil henchman dude <laughs> and he does it really good yeah. i just i don't know i love the way he like his main form of expression is the way he shakes his head and the way he like his yeah. head will move around when he reacts to something yeah and yeah he just does so much with so little mm. and that's great and the fact that he never talks like um and like there's implied history between him and Frederick when um yeah yeah when when he first um like where when <laughs> when Skull Rider turns up and kills his whole crew and drags him back to to Zeus to get his arm cut off um yeah he's like yeah what did he say oh cheap move how do I know it was you and then yeah. when they meet him again at the end he's like how does this fucker keep sneaking up on me yeah <laughs> yeah so like I mean, I like just the possibilities in my head of cowboy versus crazy hockey player <laughs> in mm. in the post-apocalypse, um, and like my like the fact that he never speaks and never even like makes a 
He never verbalizes at all. He never makes like a grunt sound or anything. Uh, no, he doesn't. So yeah, not at all. So like my head cannon is what happened to this guy? Like has he had his tongue cut out? Has he been like choked and had his like throat crushed and now he like he just can't, he doesn't make any noises at all? Hmm. Like and he's been like that for a while, like at least the kids most of the kids' lifetime. Yeah, so we're talking. You see him in the flashback. Yeah, yeah, we're talking like ten years of never speaking. Yeah, now I'm wondering about that. Yeah, and we know he, we know he's not he's human, not a robot, because he bleeds and gets umbrellaed. Yeah, and you can you see enough sort of. I mean, well, yeah, true, because you can't you even see tell. all these gooey insides. Yeah, like well, you can't even tell like whether or not um, whether or not somebody's a robot now just based on like seeing skin and stuff like mm. that. Like, yeah, this world is like a proper Among Us style. Who's the robot? Like, who's a who's not a real person? Mm, yeah yeah because like so unless you see him bleed yeah you don't, don't know, know. Mm. uh the other good thing about this movie it's a very covid positive uh film <laughs> is it, it very early on establishes one of frederick's things is the uh a man's personal bubble yep. the arm length radius i love it it's my personal space and it's it's family only mm. my motherfucking comfort zone that's what he calls it <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> Uh, and then they do stop for the aforementioned piss, and the guy stands right next to him, and he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And just, like, pushes him that little arm a bit. It's great. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a light, like a Lion King reference in it, too, where they're looking up at the stars. Yes. And he's like, what are you... I do, I do love that bit. And then they add their own spin onto it. And it's not even, like, an obvious... Again, it's subtle, and it's like, it's there, and if you pick up on it, if you know, you know, well, sort of thing. And that imagery that he says of, like, and then, so after the bombs dropped, the sky lit up mm. for all the people who had died. And it's like, you can you can imagine that. These people who have gone from relatively normal, um, like, urban life to sleeping out under the stars for the first time. Yeah, yeah, because there's no more pollution, so they can actually see the stars. Yeah. So the night sky actually has stars <laughs> yeah. in it for once. Yeah, there's no, hey, good no work, Cal. To, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Like, it's yeah, a good you one. Can, you, can, you can feel that story coming about organically just from, mm. yeah, just from the setting. So it's, it's just a movie made for the sake to entertain, not to make a sequel or a prequel or a spin-off or a fucking yep. a cinematic universe. It's just a movie made to be a movie. And and, it's, and to inspire like, other people to to make their own stuff. And it's made with sincerity and honesty and commitment to the the theme and the the, the style they're going for, mm. which is not something we get often enough. I feel. Mm. Um, earlier you mentioned a sequel. Mm. Yeah. Um, they have. The writers, the people that made this, um, have written a script. They are, have been working on a Turbo Kid 2. Oh. Uh, they did an interview start of this year, February. Yep. Um, where they're quoted as saying that, like, they've written a script and it's sort of like a, a Mad Max 2 Road Warrior kind of step up in terms of, like, what they're wanting to do with the story and, and the, the overall film. So they need more money um, to make it this time. So they're trying to get backers. Yep. Um, that was, of course, pre, pre the collapse, the <laughs> pandemic, whatever you want to refer to it. Um, yep. Um, so who knows what's happened? 
mm. since then. It's it's a hard thing to find details on, but they were at the start of this year um, actively working on a sequel and trying to find um, yeah financial backers for it to yeah. get it off the ground again. Nice. Whether I don't believe they're crowdfunding it, I yep. can't find anything to that effect, um, and nothing is. I've can't find anything that's dated after February mm. of 2020. Well, fair but enough. Yeah. Hopefully. So, Turbo they, Kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully they get it off the ground. Yeah. Well, and hopefully they they come and film it in Australia. Like. Yeah. Just, yeah, that'd be cool. It's Although, relatively just, cheap to do. Um, yeah. We've got deserts, so they can have their desert. Um, yeah. Um, True. You can have a slightly different tinge to the other side of the wasteland. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, yeah. What's all right? Just start wrapping this up. Yeah. What's because we've gone for a while. What's your favorite bit, Cal? Sorry. What's your favorite silly bit? <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be the the stack of corpses. It's gotta be the guy getting the legs <laughs> flipped stack. onto his head and then somebody getting the head flipped onto the guy's head and then another head. Oh it just becomes this crazy mess of corpses. I I fucking love that you have the big totem pole of like Yes uh, guy torso <laughs> uh torso legs yeah <laughs> and the kid just looks at it and he's like oh oh and he just like puts him out of it he doesn't even kill him to be like kill him he just kills him out of just horror yeah just like oh what have, what have i done <laughs> what is yeah. he doesn't he doesn't even aim at the guy he aims at the stack yeah i noticed too yeah which is cool he's just like i want this to go away <laughs> yeah um yeah so that either yeah that gets me every time yeah, um, eyes, throat, genitals gets me every time, oh. and then eyes, throat, genitals coming back. Yeah. So when yeah, when he um, he gets Apple to teach him to fight, teach him to fight move. She's like, strike hard, st- strike first, strike hard, show no mercy. He's like, oh cool. And she's like, oh well, also if you want to know more, eyes, throat, genital, pokes him in the eyes, punches him in the throat, kicks him in the nuts, and he's like, <laughs> oh, on the ground. Yeah. Apparently that's a line from, um. Oh shit! The the like the cl- Karate Kid maybe. Really, I don't remember it from Karate Kid. Oh, it might have been Karate it Kid. Long ago. Oh, something shit. like that though. Yeah, something like that though, like an old kung fu thing. Um. Yeah. Um. And then you see the kid um do it in the final battle. Yeah. Like kicks a gift, yeah. slashes a guy across the face. Through his eyes, cuts his head off, and then just redundantly kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> and Frederick, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. the best. Frederick, one. of course, does it in reverse with his big robot arm. Like, <laughs> kicks the guy in the nuts, grabs his fucking jaw off, shoves it in his eyes. <laughs> like a really He's like, <laughs> <jaw> off. <laughs> <laughs> just gives kid like a little smile and a nod. <laughs> Like, cause he like the kid does it, and he's like, "Oh fuck, nice!" <laughs> he's, yeah, like, he's like super impressed. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Cause the guy's for some reason not facing the kid; he's facing the other way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he hears the kid running up just in time to turn around and get whacked in the face. Mm. Uh, 
man, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I could gush about this movie forever. Um, but uh, I guess well, what's what's your favorite bit? I oh, know. Sorry, we said that. We did that. <laughs> that, that was favorite silly bit. We can have favorite oh, sincere bit. Favorite sincere bit. Yeah. Shit. I I like I like the acknowledgement of when Zeus figures out that he's the kid. Oh like, um, yeah. Where he's like, well, you know, yeah, it's been a good fight, but your story's come to an end. Like, mm. Well, that's there's the same line in his mom. He fight. He gets his cool line. Actually, yeah, he that's does. What's cool. He gets his cool line. It's not him trying to copy a comic book or Frederick the Armourcella. It's him repeating the thing his mum said before she died. Yeah, let's make it memorable. Yeah, which he <sighs> does, and he yeah. gets Zeus's attention, and he's like, "Wow, that's impressive, kid. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you now. <laughs> I'm a fire and my laser, blar. Oh, very slow laser. Favorite serious moment." Oh, like, not silly gore moment. I yeah, guess. I mean, oh, so it, yeah. If if it's not just serious moments, just not gory, crazy moment. Just, just not the gore, not a gory, crazy fight moment. The yeah. bit where the music transitions from being the soundtrack to the movie to being clearly the music that the kid's listening to on his on his Walkman. Ah, where it becomes diegetic or not diegetic or whichever way that word works <laughs> yep i yeah. don't even know that one um but that bit's that bit's cool and it gets too loud for a second the kid's gotta like turn it down and it goes down with it and it uh like yeah that bit where it goes from yeah in universe like not really happening to really happening it's like sort of tickling this transfer into the fourth wall like being a literal like Here's where the movie starts, inviting you through the fourth wall moment. Mm. And then, you know, the music cuts out, and then we know that, you know, shit's actually going to start going down now. Yeah. Like, we're, we're getting into it. Yep. Good. It's very... It's a good I, one, Cal. Good I, choice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, no, this is... The, the more I think about it, the more this is, like, just a go-to favourite movie for me. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I would I would be happy to say that this is my favourite movie. And I definitely am. So check it out, folks. Turbo Kid. Streaming on if Stan. You, if, if you didn't listen to us and go and do it beforehand, if you just listened to this whole thing and now you're hearing us say this without having watched it, come on. Yeah, come on. Like Just, what? come on. Come on. Trust, trust us. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's not even that long. It's like you can stream it on Stan... Otherwise, it's like five bucks. Like, just just don't buy a coffee and, and instead watch Turbo Kid on your lunch break. Exactly. <laughs> if you've got a super long lunch break. If you've got like an hour and a half. Or, of course, watch it on two lunch yeah, breaks. Yeah, a couple of lunch breaks. And then yeah. you can have a coffee on the second one because it only costs exactly. one coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, fantastic. How do we mm. end these? Uh, until next time, stay hydrated. <laughs> stay gooey. Stay bloody. No, 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 I know. I got it. Uh, until next time, keep your wheels ready. Have a weapon. If you don't, make one. Yep. Always have water on you. And stay in the safe zone. Uh, and, and uh, what's the other strike one? Strike first, strike hard, show no mercy.